Hey everyone, we are back. Albie, roll that intro. Welcome to the BBR Podcast. Hey everyone, Clayton and I are back. We have been a little MIA. Clayton, what's been happening at the BBR HQ? Guys, we've been grinding. Um, honestly, <laughs> On the ground, baby. Oh, the damn, baby. Um, this last kind of... This last six months for mm. us has been intense. This last kind of like six to eight weeks, especially this last kind of month has been a real challenge. We're so close to launching yeah. our new app. I'm We're sure you so guys have kind of seen. so close, but it's so stressful. Yeah. And that stress carries from the office to home. Clayton and I are like robots right now. Our life is just very tense. But, you know, you have to be uncomfortable to achieve what you want, baby. Yeah, we it's it's easy for us to stay accountable because we wanted to be mm. here for so long. You mm. know, like what we're building, we're so proud of and um, we're, we're so fortunate to be able to bring it to you guys, but it's so hard to do. You mm. know, like there's a reason I think why what we're building doesn't really exist. Like it's, <laughs> it's hard. Um, <laughs> so that's been us, yeah. But anyway, girls, moving forward, that was just a little update of what we've been doing. But today I wanted to sort of focus this podcast around my relationship with food, how I improved my relationship with food. And I actually decided to put a Q&A box on Instagram and I was going to do a bit of a story. And then I thought, you know what? let's make it a podcast so I can refer you girls back to this. Uh, So you have asked me a series of questions. Clayton is here to sort of guide the podcast. Bit of a (laughs) co-host today. My co-host Clayton. Um, But I actually take this sort of topic really seriously and it's something I'm really passionate about. Reason being is I feel like I've been where a lot of girls are or have been and I do think talking about it and, you know, making people feel – Like it is normal to feel a certain way is really important. So I've got a series of questions. I'm going to go through them and I'm just going to chat to you girls all about food and how I overcame my relationship with it. Awesome. So question number one, what was your initial relationship with food? So interesting, growing up, I always had a very healthy household. Thank you, mum and dad. Um, I didn't really understand too much except sort of I thought certain foods were bad and certain foods were good in saying that mum and dad still allowed us bad foods however it was in uh, moderation and outside of that we had very very nutritious diets and I'm talking my mum was was a little bit of a health freak so um, I'm talking freshly squeezed juices in the morning avocado on homemade bread uh, packed lunches always. We rarely got tuck shop. My mum was very big on uh, food. And as I said, fast food wasn't very common in our household, but we always had treats and snacks. What I didn't like about growing up, I guess, is, you know, there was a really big label on foods, whether they were good or whether they were bad. And that is something that probably I found the hardest to break because I grew up with that mentality. My mom grew up with that mentality. Her mom grew up with that mentality. Foods really were uh, put in either the good box or the bad box. And for me, uh, up until I got educated, I truly believed that, you know, foods were bad and foods were good. And that was something that I found very, very difficult to break. So 
when I graduated, I then moved on to, um, you know, being a little bit passionate about wanting to be in shape. So I would under eat. Um, I would, I had no idea exactly what I was eating. I would just try to eat healthy foods and I would try to really stay clear of any bad foods, which uh, caused quite a lot of restriction because I was only able to eat certain foods. Um, so that was probably a bit of a you know introduction to what my relationship was like with food. Just very much eat less, move more, don't eat that, only eat that. Because you were so restrictive then, did you find yourself binging? Yeah, so a very common question that I received throughout the Q&A was, did you ever binge eat? Um what about post-show, etc. So I am very careful with the term binge. Um, binge eating is, if you have got, you know, severe binge eating, you need to see a professional. I don't know if I would binge eat exactly, but I had similar behaviours. So what I would do is I would restrict myself um, to a really low calorie diet and only certain foods and then come a certain day where obviously I was deprived, I felt restricted, I would then, yeah, let loose and I would overconsume a large amount of food. So my behaviours were very similar um, but I don't know if I would call it binge eating but definitely similar behaviours. When this escalated, I guess you could say, was after one of my first preps, um, Again, I followed a really strict meal guide, so there was no flexibility. Um, there was one cheat meal a week, um, which was, again, very restricted. Uh, so come that day when I could have my cheat meal, my whole week would be focused around this one day and leading up to that one day. And then the day would come and it was focused around when I could have that meal and then I would eat until I was physically um, full, like so physically full that I was sick and then I would repeat that cycle it was like a continuous cycle so for me after my second prep I think it was is when I actually found that I really suffered with the mentality of food and um, training and I found it really really difficult to break that obsessive behavior with food so comp at that stage early on definitely sort of height in like heightened things are you an emotional eater and what are your thoughts on emotional eating so second to binge eating i saw this one pop up a lot in the q a box uh emotional eating is an interesting one have i had times of feeling like an emotional eater yes i have but again, these times were intertwined with my relationship and how I viewed food. So back after that co- that competition prep I spoke about, I went through a stage of, um, I went through a breakup, I went through some personal issues, and I guess you could say I was emotionally eating. But I also had this really negative uh, relationship and view with food that I think it was like a combination of the two. I think emotional eating sort of still stems from that bad relationship and view on food. So it's it's a bit of a difficult one. Am I an emotional eater now? No, I would say I'm not. But again, my relationship and view on food has improved immensely. How did you break the cycle of good and bad foods? I know that's a, a really popular one. The best answer there is time. It took and it still takes a lot of time and I guess 
um, retraining your thought process around food. As I said, my mum's mum, my mum, I all grew up with the the thought process of food being good and bad, that it's taken a lot of education and a lot of time realising that, okay, well, yes, this food might be not as nutritious as this other food, but I can still include it in my diet in moderation. I think the best thing you can learn is portion control and moderation. Uh, When you allow yourself a bit of everything, you find that you feel a lot less uh, restricted and a lot less phased by that food. And Clayton is actually a really good example. Uh, He grew up with, you know, no restriction or no labels on foods. He, since I met him, has always sort of eaten everything. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong, he could improve on, on some of those behaviors, but He also doesn't have this um, obsession or this obsessive nature with wanting to go crazy if a piece of chocolate's put in front of him. He's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'll have a little bit later or I'll have a bit of popcorn. And I even watch, you know, he'll eat it really slowly. And it's, it's a very calm environment. You'll find that if you're someone that's really obsessive with food you're waiting for your next meal your meals in front of you you're eating it really really quickly um you're at a dinner party and someone has a a platter out and you find you're just at the platter and you're just scoffing down the food they are all sort of um uh, not triggers but examples of or what's the word i'm looking for i don't know one thing i learned watching you was like Mm. you're like the the food's not going anywhere Mm. like it's still gonna be there so before especially starting to live with rage like Mm. i came from this house where anything goes when Mm. it came to food like uh, it's not particularly healthy but moving in together well i even for the first time like doing your food shopping like Mm. buy the foods you need to eat don't fill your house with crazy things um but rach taught me that like hey you can have eat them all if you want she never told me what to eat but she's like you know you can have like some tonight and some tomorrow night. Mm. Like you don't need to eat everything just because it's there. Mm. To me, that was pretty empowering. Like yeah. if before, if I had ice cream in the feature in the freezer, like I would need to eat the ice cream. That's most people. But in saying that, you still didn't have an obsessive nature around food. No, I'm talking that's true, yeah. when I went through my bad relationship with food. Is you have to understand that your whole being. Is, is literally focused yeah. on food. It's yeah. really, really unhealthy. Yeah. And you find that you literally stop going out, you stop going and doing social outings because, you know, you're so obsessive with restricting yourself or eating a certain way. But then when put in a situation, usually when people aren't around more, you find that you just go crazy on your pantry. And this is what I can relate to and this is something that I did go through and that's sort of something I wanted to like compare us on because yeah. although, yes, you love food, you are very, very moderate. You're very, yeah, very good with portions. I, I, yeah, I've definitely yeah. never had that like uh, out of control All or nothing like, approach. You've never yeah, had the all or nothing no, approach. Exactly. Um, and this comes from when, you know, you're competing and your whole being is surrounded and focused on – um, prepping, it is hard when people then expect you to, you know, step back from that and then just be and feel balanced. It does take time. So if you're someone who feels this way, know that it's a process and that you can retrain these behaviors. Um, but, but they will pop up every now and then. And it's again, just, you know, recognizing it, pulling back and retraining uh, that behavior. Well said. How did you get used to weighing your food? Yeah, this is a... People are really shocked when I tell them, especially clients. I don't mind if you don't 
track your food consistently, but I am very big on weighing your food. Now, I did just touch on that portion control, moderation. Um, the other day, my mum was staying at my house and we bought some Marvelous chocolate. Now, I love Marvelous. I have it, you know, at least four times a week and I weigh out anywhere, depending on my calories, 20 to 50 grams. And I allow myself um, that at least four days a week. My mum came over and I noticed she literally nearly ate the whole block. And I was like, mum, moderation. And she's like, I, I just don't have it in the house. Like, I can't have that in the house. And that's the problem. People literally need to like hide from food because they're so um, scared of the, of themselves around food, which is not what you want to do and it's not how you want to live. So learning to weigh your food and um, learning to weigh my food has allowed me so much flexibility in that I can have 20 to 50 grams of chocolate and know that I'm not taking 10 steps backwards. I've accounted for it. I can enjoy it. And I can have that food in moderation and it's not going to affect my results. The reason I am a massive advocate for weighing is that people really uh, underestimate how much they eat. Very commonly when a client first comes to me, if I ask them how much they're eating, most of the time, majority of the time, they are underestimating how much they eat, uh, which means you're eating a lot of extra calories, which does it does equal weight gain, guys. Um, and if this is something you're trying to improve on, weighing your food is going to help with portion control. After years of weighing your food, do I still weigh my food? Yes. But in saying that, you can sort of get a gauge for, okay, well, this is about 100 grams. And when you're eating out, etc., you can estimate. But yeah, I'm a big believer that weigh your food, have control of how much you're eating so that you can include the foods you love. How did you learn to trust the process? Yes, trusting the process is difficult because no one wants to wait. No one is patient. I understand that. Trust me, I'm the worst. I want everything yesterday. But when it comes to health and fitness and the reason I guess I can really understand now, not just in health and fitness, but I went somewhere the other day. Oh, I went to get Nelly trained. She's going to obedience school. And the lady's like, now, you know, it's a time thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I totally get that. Like anything, when you're retraining behaviors or when you want to change something, it takes time and it takes consistency. And the reason most people don't get that result in the end is because they're not willing to put in the time and and they're not willing to be consistent. They're going to jump to the next thing and the next thing because they want that quick fix. The truth is there is no quick fix. Business, relationships, uh, fitness, you need to give it time and you need to put in the work. Um, So when it comes to trusting the process, what you need to do is trust it because once you trust it and once you see the results you get from trusting the process, it's a big motivator to make you want to keep putting in the work and putting in the effort. How do you deal with cravings? So the best way I overcame cravings was again learning how many calories I needed each day whether that's in a deficit whether that's in a surplus or whether I'm maintaining I understand okay my body is going to maintain and is going to be okay on around 1850 calories so then in the day I break up my meals so that I'm never at a at a stage where I feel ravenous If we feel ravenous, that is when we're going to overeat. That is when we're going to start to crave foods because we're starving, we're hungry, and it's normal for our body to just want to eat everything inside. So I found balanced meals throughout the day and 
really avoiding getting to that stage has been the biggest thing for me when it comes to cravings. But also, as I said, I include the foods I love. I am a big advocate for 20% soul foods, treat foods, and 80% nutritious foods. The re- when I say that, I mean each day. 20% of my foods each day are foods that I like to call soul foods. And when you're having little bits here and there, it's crazy, guys. Like You just stop caring so much about it because you're not deprived from it. Think about anything in life. When you can't have it, you want it. When you allow yourself little bits here and there, it's so much easier to really not be phased by it. It's human nature. So please stop thinking that you need to restrict yourself and allow yourself little bits of food, little bits of the things you love. Do you have to calorie count to lose weight? This is a big one. Now, if you were to ask me what is the best and most effective way to lose weight, I would say a calorie deficit. Now, to be in a calorie deficit, you don't have to calorie count exactly, but you need to have an idea of what you're eating and you need to have an idea of what those calories are. So a good example is, let's say someone sort of eats a similar thing each day. A different way to be in a calorie deficit is to slowly reduce those amounts. But in saying that, that means weighing your food. If you don't want to calorie count, you need to understand that you're still eating, you're still in a calorie deficit, which means eating less calories um, than you're consuming. So I think the best way to lose weight is to count your calories. And then once you have some education around what 1850 a day looks like, then you can move on um, to intuitive eating. I intuitive eat very often now, but I also have a very good idea about what I'm eating and how much I'm eating. And as I said, I always weigh my food. So no, you can just uh, reduce the amount of food you're eating, but the most effective way to lose weight is to calorie count, to make sure um, that you're you know, eating in a calorie deficit. After dieting, how did you stop fearing the thought of eating more foods or increasing your calories? So it's very similar when it comes to, you know, eating more food. Your body will tell you when you're eating too much. So if you've been in a calorie deficit for some time, slowly increase your calories. Now, when I say slowly, 50 to 100 calories, either weekly, fortnightly, monthly, and assess your progress. If your body is eating those calories up and you are really happy with your progress, increase them a little bit more. If you get to a stage where you're noticing, okay, I'm, I'm gaining a fair bit of weight now, pull back. Remember that nothing is irreversible. So don't fear trialing things. Don't fear um, increasing your calories because you'll actually be really surprised with probably how much more you can eat than you actually are. And that is really interesting when a lot of girls come to us and we put them on higher calories, they're really shocked and they're like, oh my God, no, 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 I cannot eat this much. But I'm like, well, you're actually still in a calorie deficit. You've just been in a really, really aggressive one. So remember that, you know, you can be in a milder deficit or you can sit at maintenance and still see great results without having to severely under eat. What are your thoughts on intuitive eating? I know you've touched on this Mm. before. For me, it's been something that's kind of cool to observe Mm. living with you, like your understanding of foods. Yeah, Um, yeah, but I guess what are your thoughts? I love intuitive eating and I think it's so realistic for majority of people out there. 
I actually encourage most of our clients to eventually move into, you know, maintaining and intuitively eating and relaxing a little bit on, you know, the, um, the stricter process that some might want to call it. But before getting to the stage of when I would recommend someone to intuitive eat, I would recommend them getting some basic knowledge around calories and macros. The reason I say this is people often say, oh my God, I don't want to count calories. It's too overwhelming. Yet they spend their whole life wanting to lose weight. You spend your whole life wanting to lose weight, but you can't put honestly, maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of hours into just having a basic understanding of what you're consuming and maybe why you're continuing to gain weight. The process is not rocket science. It's very, very simple. Um, if you're overeating, you're gaining weight. And if you're undereating, you're going to mostly, most likely, well, you are, you're going to lose weight. So when people, you know, fuss, as I said, their whole lives around their weight and obsess over, you know, wanting to lose weight on, weight on the scale, but are so hesitant to learning about calories, I find it really difficult to understand In saying that, when I was first presented with flexible dieting by my friend Hattie, I was like, oh, no, no, no. It it makes me obsessive. I can't count calories. Um, But it actually took me a good year to get into it. And again, it's just about breaking that emotional barrier with, okay, I'm counting my calories. If I'm 50 calories off, it's okay. If I'm five grams over or under my protein, it's okay. Everything comes down to your mindset and how you attach emotion to things, how you attach emotion to the scale, how you attach emotion to your calories and macros, how you attach emotion to the way a certain um, person makes you feel or a certain comment makes us feel. Everything is triggered via ourselves. So, and nothing is obsessive unless we want it to be. So my best advice is to um, take some time to educate yourself and just have a basic understanding of what you're consuming and how much you need to consume to um, see the results you're after. And then I promise you, you're going to find that the habits you pick up and the things you learn are going to serve you for for a whole lifetime. They're going to serve your, your families, your children's families, and they're just such good habits to do now um, rather than, you know, continue to go through the same, same cycle. Yeah, we have touched on something very mm. similar to that in a previous, previous podcast in terms of discipline equals freedom. Mm. You know, having that sense of discipline towards learning to be accountable with your nutrition gives you the freedom to achieve your goals, gives you the freedom to eat more of the foods you enjoy and, and have a ultimately a healthy relationship with food. Mm. Um, I guess winding it back a little bit again, good question. Where to start? Like, how mm. do I determine what to eat? How do I determine how much to eat? Mm. I know we do that for yeah. our girls when they start. This is a big one that I get asked a lot. Girls like, but how do I know how much to eat? Honestly, my best advice is to get a coach. Um get a coach and have someone guide you through the experience. That's how I started. I didn't just learn for myself. I've had several coaches over the years and with each coach, I've learned so much. And I find that find someone you can trust, still do your own research, ask questions, listen to the lives, read the blogs, um, get a little bit invested and that is the best way to start. That is the best way to know how much you're meant to be eating, why, and then finding a macro split to suit you. 
there is enough information out there, but as I said, it can be overwhelming. So if you can find someone even just to start with, you can then very much go on and do it yourself. Um, But my best advice for what I did for me was I, I got a coach. I got several coaches and I learned so much. I put that into practice and yeah, I continue to learn every single day. I'm still learning from people uh, today and I, I find that's the best way is, you know, learning from others and trialing it on yourself. Again, like most things, like mm. start. Yeah, start. You know, start doing it. Yes, stop overthinking it. We want to overthink every single little step. Stop overthinking it and just start. Another great question. The girls, they're good with the questions. They have such good questions. Um, what was the changing moment for you? So what inspired you to really go down this path? This is a great one. As I said, it didn't happen quickly. It was a process, but there, there were several moments for me where I was just so frustrated. I was so unhappy with like, why is my body not changing? What, like, what do I need to do? Why am I so clueless? Like I'm doing everything right or what I thought was right, but how come I'm not building any muscle? How come I'm not seeing my, my body change? How come I have such a negative relationship with food? I guess I, I was tired. I was tired of feeling like food controlled me. That's a, that's a big one. I felt like I was completely controlled by what I ate, which is like absolutely crazy. Um, so I just really wanted to change. And I think change comes from um, moments in our life where we've had enough and you're like, you know what, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to keep going until I no longer have this this mindset and this this frustration uh, with the way I feel about food. And then, you know what, once I know it and once I've got it, I'm going to teach it to the world. And that was what I told myself. I said, I need to teach girls how to stop letting food control them because the day that that happens and the day you know, okay, this is what I need to lose weight. Okay, this is what I need to maintain. Okay, I want to do a bit of a building phase. I know exactly what I need to do to do this. And instead of feeling like, you know, someone has the secret answer, you have the secret answer. It's very empowering. And it's something that I found, um, yeah, as I said, it was, it's been a defining journey. <laughs> for sure. I think um, for me, like watching your relationship mm. with food, like it's, I don't know if like easy is the right word, but like watching how you've integrated your lifestyle to be like this mm. is so awesome to see. Like when I first started dating Rachel, like my, you know, my family's, I'd be like, oh, like what does she eat to look like that? Like, is it this crazy thing? And then you live with her and you just realize that she just has built a healthy relationship to food. She understands what she needs to eat and she just follows that all the time. She doesn't restrict herself from mm. anything. She still eats the things she loves. And it's awesome that you can have an approach to eating like that and achieve your results. Like So funny. I see like when me and Clayton go to dinners and things like that, I see people asking like, oh, but like, can Rachel eat this? Or what does she eat? And Clayton's like, no, she eats everything. She just knows how much of it she eats. Exactly. Like that is literally it. Yeah. So what frustrates me is people literally look at you and they think you're strange for weighing your food or like counting how much you're eating when we're not the strange ones we're the ones that have complete control over the way we look the way we feel and we know I know exactly what foods my body likes I know exactly what foods uh, my body dislikes I know exactly how many calories I need to lose weight I know exactly what to do when I want to go into a building phase so you know people sort of shine a bit of a negative light on people who you know may weigh their food etc but it's really a very empowering skill because you're so in control of 
of your own self and your own journey, which I personally have found liberating, you could say. Yeah, very. There's not much, many more things that are as liberating as watch Rachel make her breakfast and and eat it. She loves it. Yeah, and people, my mom's friends always say, oh my God, I can't believe how much she eats. And it's like, honey, I'm eating probably similar calories to you. I just have learned to get those calories from foods where they're lower in calorie and I can eat more of them. And you love them. And I love them and I eat the foods I love. So I know I never feel deprived. I never feel restricted like I once have before. Um, so yeah, as I said, it's, it's been like an incredible journey for me. To wrap it up, um, any tips for others out there for those listening on how to improve their relationship with food or how to start their relationship with food along this path? This is a good one. And I saw another thing in there um, before we touched on that that Clayton missed was, do you feel, how do you break the cycle of feeling guilty after having a bad meal? Now, guilt, my dad has always said to me, the way to break any female is guilt. He's like, females just, we, we are really bad when it comes to like guilt. So my dad, if we were ever in trouble when we were young, he would always, instead of, you know, getting angry at us, he would just be like, I'm really disappointed. You know, I really, and, and he would make us feel so guilty that it would literally empower change. No matter what, I have these moments in my life where I've literally never wanted to be so different and never wanted to improve on whatever I did wrong so much than when I felt guilty. So it's very common that as females, you know, we have a certain meal, even, you know, sometimes if I have a couple of days where I'm not tracking and I know I've definitely overconsumed, we start to get a bit guilty. The thing that again, like anything, I've just not let guilt affect me. As I said before, we think that one bad meal is going to make us fat. We think one day of exercising is going to make us lose weight. It's just not how it works. So for me, if I do have a bad meal or a slip up or a bit of a naughty week, I go on holidays, I've just learned to let it go. I mean, I know exactly what I need to do if I want to lean down. So if I've had a bit of a blase week away, holidaying, etc., then I just get back into it. That's all I do. There's no point. Would you stress over something else in life if you couldn't control it and it had been? It, yeah, it's, you it's, know. Like, it's like, no, but it's like any habit, like good and bad habits only really have an effect when they compound. Yeah. You know, like having that one bad meal at the time, as Rachel said, it's not going to really have an impact on you. No. But choosing to have that bad meal time after time after time, that will compound. Yes. Choosing to miss that workout, that will ultimately stop yeah. you from getting those results. But just like going to the yeah. gym once isn't going to also change your body. Like it's good and bad. It mm. needs to be consistent. I think what has like changed most for me is knowing that I'm in control. So if I have something, I just don't feel guilty because I know it's just one meal or it's just one day. Like honestly, move on, move forward. You know what you need to do um, to improve. You know how to be better. So instead of like, you know, sitting in misery, take action. Like anything, if we want to be better at something or we want to improve on something, just start. Start by doing it. Um, guilt is honestly going to get you absolutely nowhere. So there's actually no positive that can come out of feeling guilty. I feel like it goes hand in hand. It's so easy to sabotage yourself with food. Like last week I had really long days with work. The first thing I told myself was I'm too busy. I'm going to stop exercising and I'm just going to eat whatever because mm. I don't have time. And I ended up having a terrible week, feeling terrible all Mm. week, not only because I was busy, but because I was eating the wrong foods Mm. and I didn't exercise. So this week I'm just as busy, but I said, why would I do that? Like, Mm. don't jeopardize yourself. Make time Mm. to exercise when you can. Mm. 
and eat better. You don't need to sabotage yourself. As you just said, it's so interesting because everyone's constantly looking for an answer in something or someone. You are the answer. So true. You are literally the answer. Guilt, stress, none of these things are created without you. So it's up to you. If you want to make a change, then make it. If you want to improve your relationship with food, start. Um, it's it's pretty simple and I think we underestimate just how much in control we are of our own lives. So to wrap this up, ladies, please know if you feel like you are someone who is struggling with your relationship with food, I've been there. Don't feel like it's not normal because I guarantee a lot of people around you have been through or are going through something very similar. I still blame early on society because I feel like it was ingrained into us a lot of these thoughts that we have, but it's up to us to change those thoughts. And as I said, we can retrain ourselves um, to have a better relationship with food. My best advice is to know you are in control. It's never too late. Start now. Um, Don't start Monday, start now and know that at the end of the day, you are in complete control of your journey and food doesn't define us. Our weight doesn't define us. We define us. So choose what you want to be and start working towards it. How motivating. That was a good potty. Good job, Rachie. Thanks. I hope you guys enjoyed um, this one. I enjoyed it. As you guys can see, I'm very passionate about it. Um, But yeah, I hope this helped some of you and answered some of your questions and Love you all. We'll see you all in our next party. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Bye.